When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, Chris. Yeah, but Paul, before we get into this, I think we've got to keep Twitter open because it's just mental yeah, to say. Like... I, think I, I completely agree on this. I think there's about four things of interest have happened just since we sat down at the table. You um, can't see this. I've got such a big smile on me. Yeah, so if you ever want to see the podcast visually, because that's that's <laughs> what seeing is, because um, the TV.com where the video version's on there. Have you got more Red Men podcasts? Loads and loads of them, five a week, because the TV.com and sign up. Anyway, um, yeah, so we normally have a, a kickoff question or whatever, but this one's normally th- you try to break the ice with, a, with a, something funny or light heart or whatever, but now I just want to battle into it because transfers is what it's all about at yeah, the moment. Man. Transfer window closes this week. Um, so we posed the question. Well, in fact, I, I didn't pose the question, I posed the opinion that I'd have Raheem Sterling back because he's being linked with the swap move for Alexis Sanchez, Man City Arsenal. Um, then Ross put it out on the Redman Twitter account and it, there's a few, we've had a few responses back. My responses have ranged from Paul, you're on drugs to just no. Um, uh, and yeah, I've seen the, like, like Neil Atkinson said it, Steele's backed it up as well. I've seen, I've seen a fair few people saying it, people people I actually know seem to, uh, seem to fall on the side of they'd have, they'd have a look at Sterling again. You wouldn't. No, not really. I, don't, I think um, he's burnt his bridges for me in Liverpool Football Club. Like, I'm not saying he's a bad footballer. I don't think he's a bad footballer. I think he's a very, very good footballer. I think I thought when he left that his ceiling was going to be higher than I now do. Mm. And I think we've got better players than Raheem Sterling. He'd be a great backup option. But I think, you know, if we were to get someone like a Lamar in or somebody else further down the line, then there's just better players who are better finishers than Raheem Sterling. Is Lamar better than Sterling, though? I think so, yeah. You think? Yeah, I think Lamar's got to the semi-finals of the Champions League with the Monaco side and won the league, and I don't think Raheem Sterling's done that. OK. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I, 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 I just like Sterling. I think I've seen some people say some interesting things on Twitter. So like, there's a guy, Joel Blankston said, Harry Wilson will do a better job on the wings than Sterling has done his entire career. He's yet to improve, which is just, that's just not right. Yeah, Sterling's right a great footballer. Like, he's just, he's a bottler when it comes to in front of goal. For me. And, and what Liverpool need is a front three that all score goals if you're playing a false nine. Yeah. Sterling scores goals, though. Yeah, he doesn't score as many as I think Mane scored last season. I don't think Sterling scored as many as Mane last season. No, no, I don't didn't. think he's ever... I think I might say he might not have broken 10 in a, in a season. Um, so what you're looking for from Liverpool's front three, Paul, is you're looking for Firmino to be the, the guy who 
is the false nine yeah. and you need almost guarantees goals from the other two. I think, you know, that's the way that, that our front three works right now. Uh-huh. Um, so I think, you know, for me, I'd rather have Mo Salah and Sadio Mane, who I think will get more goals than Raheem Sterling will in a season. Bear in mind, though, Sterling scored as many goals as both Salah and uh, Mane have in the league Absolutely, this absolutely, this season, yeah. But he's not first choice for Manchester City, so he's doing really well. Um, you know, he scored one, he scored one really good goal and he scored one absolute, joke of a goal um, but you know how many of those chances did he miss like just like Salah, Salah did mate as well yeah. um, you know you're, you're asking opinion um, my opinion is that those two will score but more goals than Raheem Sterling will score this season yeah it's interesting I tell you what I'm just, gonna, I'm just getting it up briefly because I'm interested because I think there was a, a perception that he was he was crap last year um, was I'm not sure how true that is, but I also I don't have the information to back it up. But I'll do it. Uh, what things we're going to be discussing this week on the podcast anyway? Obviously, transfer window madness um, will be the main focus because it's been absolutely crazy the last couple of days. So obviously, it's Tuesday when we're recording this. Yesterday, there, there was loads of hints like Sunday night so we were linked with uh, Thomas Lamar, and there was being uh, there were loads of people going like, "Oh, some exciting things could be happening for Liverpool." And then yesterday we bid apparently like sixty odd million quid for Thomas Lamar. We bid twice for him, apparently fifty five yeah. million and sixty four million quid. Yeah, and then we just signed Naby Keita. Yeah, at the blow. I, I imagine Graham Kelly sat back and, and put his feet up and rubbed his hands he, together. He then just changed his uh, profile pic to one of Virgil Van Dijk, <laughs> having been proved right so, on that one. So, just Sterling got um, last season. Blimey! So he got ten goals and twenty-one assists last season. That's incredible! That's incredible! Yeah. yeah. Um, which is interesting. As I say, I, and, and I think the thing as well, he's still only 22. So he's what, was that in, what was that in Premier League, just out of interest? I think it was 7 and 11. Still good. Yeah. Still good. Um, I still think our forwards will do better than that. Oh, exa- exactly. But I think that, that that's the thing about Raheem Stilley, because he's been around for so long, and of course there's so much depth of ill feeling towards him as well, I think skews it a little bit, because, um, yeah, you know, and, and that, he hasn't become... City's main man, which is the which is the thing, I guess, isn't it? Um, but yeah, God, when you consider in a general sense, I just I just remember how good he was, how, how good he was for us. And you're right, he wouldn't go in and be a first team player. Fucking who would? There's not many, is there? At this point, who's going to get in ahead of Manny and um, Salah? Mm. It's the amount of people actually you've met because the, the the Lamar stuff broken. How many people saying don't need them? We've got we've got Manny and Salah. Well. Exactly. We do, we do need somebody for one of those spots. Well, this is the point, isn't it? Is that we, I've said this to a few people, we we had Manny on his own last season. When he got injured, how we played football completely had to change because we had nothing remotely like him. So we've signed Salah and that's, I don't know, my initial suspicion was he's just going to go in rotation with Manny. Oh, no, no, no. We're playing both of them. So we're in exactly the same position by and large. It, not exactly the same position because if no, you lose one, one you've still off. got one. But the point is, if you if you build your style of play around a certain, you know, about having two fast guys on the wings, having one fast guy is fifty percent of what you've had previously. And as we've seen already, it means Roberto Firmino plays on the left and Sturridge plays up front. And there's a massive world of difference between Mane, Firmino, Salah, and Firmino Sturridge. 
Marnie or Salad, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Like, you know, I've said this. I've said this for so long now. We seem to be afraid of having a good squad and stuff like that. And you know, we want players who can come in and and just make sure that those guys are going to be fit for the entire season. Just resting players, but not having a drop off is what is what you want. Now, Raheem Sterling could absolutely do that for Liverpool. I just don't want to see him do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but yeah, in terms of Liverpool's uh, backups and moving it on to the, the Lamar thing, I, I, it's just the it's the difference and the unknown. I think as much as anything, it's making everyone wet over this one because it's us buying it's us buying a player from Monaco and that's dead cool because mm-hmm. that's the thing that's done at the moment. Um, and he's young and he's exciting and he's another left footer, which is a good thing as well. And he scored an absolute thunderbolt that did the rounds on on Twitter the, the other day. I was looking at it again today and it was it was tremendous. Um, he's got that ability to beat a man for. From, from nothing like like uh, Sadio Mane mm. like Mo Salah like Raheem Sterling if you want to talk of it like that as well like yeah. um, he's a tremendous footballer it'd be interesting actually because I think that what you'd find if you were to get him in is that he would be very much a left footed left winger uh, I can't imagine the Klopp would well, maybe Klopp would want to if we were to get him in invert him and stuff but it just gives you that a little bit something different but keeping the same pace and directness that you've got, like, because I mean, you know, our fourth goal against Arsenal came from Mo Salah mm-hmm. being on the left hand side and crossing the ball and with his left foot and Sturridge back posting it, wasn't it? So gives us the option of being able to do that. And he's also played centre attack and midfielder as well. well Lamar. It's interesting because the I would dis- I would well, I say disagree because there's nothing to disagree with because it, it's not it's not it's not a fact, is it? But the it's if we had two left footed guys. And then effectively keeping Coutinho, I wonder whether Coutinho's back in the conversation of being in the front three again. He's never out of it for me. Well, no, I know. But I mean, it, it, what I mean is, I having even more so seen the way the midfield's performed, it, Phil Coutinho makes less sense in how our midfield's been playing so far this season because I don't want Phil Coutinho anchoring in the midfield. <laughs> Basically, you know what I mean? Whereas... I wouldn't necessarily want Adam Lallana anchor in the midfield, but I feel like he would be better at it than yeah. Coutinho because I just think he's more robust, isn't he, naturally. Um, although the fact that he's injured at the moment doesn't really <laughs> play into that and he's had loads of injuries. But um, but it, that would, all of a sudden, you, we talk about squad depth and we talk about the, you know, the ability to rotate. Well, then... Coutinho and, and what and Mane go in rotation as your right footed on the left and Lamar and Salah go in rotation as your left footed on the right. Fucking something. And now mate. everyone's wet. <laughs> it's ridiculous, like. I mean, this is the thing, though, but it's kind of come from nowhere as well and I don't think it can be underestimated how big Liverpool get actually getting into the proper Champions League is mm. because everything's come off the back of that. Like, yeah. you know, the fact that Naby Keita's now agreed to sign for us, I think that was probably, probably the one deal that wouldn't have been affected by the Champions League football but maybe it was the fact that we're being linked with Virgil van Dijk and Lamar again before the transfer deadline um, I think that is down to Champions League football and, and actually getting it because you know everybody knew how, how tough a draw Hoffenheim was and maybe players were looking around going let's have a let's have a little wait and see well let's skip in we've got, we've got some questions later on but I've got one that's relevant to what you were saying there so let's do it now uh, at MDDZN on Twitter says why do you think we've left it Late on in the transfer window to start signing players. Now we had a few people. We 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 kind of talked about this. Uh, I think it was two weeks ago, and it was. This, I do think we're waiting for the Champions League thing to to move on on players and what have you. And I I didn't see. It seemed like a nice story, and it seemed like a nice logical fit. Um, but you know, it does just just look like you know now that's all secured. Maybe it's just released a new a, a new level of funds. Maybe it's it. it, it, it 
I could create a story, Chris, where yeah, they've gone to Jürgen. Here's your budget if you're in the Europa League, and here's your budget if you're in the Champions League. Now you can double that. You can get your transfers done with that budget now, or you can qualify for the Champions League and wait. And he's gone. No, we're going to qualify for the Champions League. So I'll just fucking, I'll just wait and get that get that done. I like that as a story. And um, why not? Let's let's let, let's well, let's run with that. it. Yeah. Why not? Like, and, and then what what happens is does it do, because we get a really weak Champions League group by what we could have got. Mm. Do the, do the players are angle. Actually, we can get pretty far in the Champions League if we move to the Does that have a little effect on it and stuff? I don't know whether it works like that, Paul. I don't give a shit, to be quite honest. I just want Liverpool to sign some really good players. Yeah. Um, I spoke on the final word to yesterday that I thought it was a perfect time for an international break. And now it's even looking better. It's looking much better. Like, you know, Naby Keita coming in. To, we've got a couple of days left of the transfer window. Arsenal are in absolute tatters. We've destroyed Arsenal. Well, it's just, and now Indy Kaler's destroying them exactly. on Twitter. This is the stuff we were listening to just at, the, at the top of the show. Is that the Indy Kaler, in the, just in the space of five minutes before us going on, there was all the talk about Alexis Sanchez to Man City. Then it was one about him wanting to leave ch- the Chile training camp for personal business. Brilliant. And then it was, uh-oh, Arsenal talking to Dortmund and the subject is Mesut Ozil. <laughs> there was two minutes in between those two tweets. It's just genuinely They were still reeling. They were just getting back up off the floor. They were on the eight counts and then the Mesut Ozil news strikes. It's like getting up off the camp, pulling yourself up off the canvas and your opponent's just necking your misses. When you get up, it's like, oh no, that's all, yeah, oh, oh my God. And then, and then you look over to the side and your kids are cheering for your fucking opponent. Like, um, it's... <laughs> It's, um, it's bad days for Arsenal at the moment. Really is. I did a bit of this on um, Social Club this week on Ball Street. And I, do, I don't feel sorry for Arsenal Football Club. I don't feel sorry for the players. I don't feel sorry, particularly feel sorry for the manager or any of that, any of that stuff. I do feel a bit sorry for the fans, but I can't help it. You know, uh, we've. It's probably just a reaction to the fact that we've had a, a really stressful summer with regards to transfers. Made probably made more stressful by our fans as much as anything else, and obviously a little bit of how we've had uh, more than a little bit of how Liverpool have handled stuff. But so I am taking a little bit of satisfaction. I mean, here's the thing though, Chris. Yeah, we haven't yet signed anyone else really. You know, Naby Keita is better for next summer. No, no, no. But it's, it's, I'm not that. I mean, this the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm buzzing. And the fact that we're playing good footy at the moment and so winning games helps big time. Um, but there is very much. Uh, I can get why people. Are, there's still a few naysayers. There's bound to be a few doubters because ultimately, um, we do. We I think. The, you mentioned to me like the FSG out thing has gone dead quiet in the last two days um, <coughs> but you, it still lingers doesn't it yeah it does and you know not just for FSG houses and stuff I've still got my concerns over it like you know I, you know we've said um, a few weeks ago now that you know I wanted to judge judge FSG on the end of this transfer window and after the transfer window's been done and stuff now that ultimately right now they still haven't signed anyone who can um, improve the team between last week's podcast and this week's podcast this season mm-hmm. um, Naby Keita is for next year I think it's an amazing signing yeah. I think you know I'm, I was all in on Naby Keita from the start um, uh, he's just got better and better as the summer went on and now the, now the football started you're starting seeing highlight clips of him again and you're like wow this kid's this kid's fucking something else well, he, like, he, I think he completed more take-ons than other, any other central midfielder in all of Europe and apparently it was something like 11 more than Paul Pogba 
Yeah, yeah he's better than Paul Pogba. He's better you know than Paul Pogba, and, yeah. and Liverpool have signed him for a, a small half the, premium. Basically half the a price. A small premium Well, have you well. seen the, the premium thing? Because when I saw the premium thing, I thought it was probably going to be... Because we were talk, we were like bidding £70 million yeah. for him. I thought it was going to be that. It was going to be... We end up paying the same price. But by all accounts, the premium is like £3 million. Quid, I've heard it? three different things. The stuff when it first broke yesterday when you went live was £68 million was the thing, wasn't it? And I've heard two journalists... Um, one is three million and one is seven million. The, and the, what the what the one who said the seven million is is three million plus almost on uh, add-ons based on where what RB Leipzig do this season. So, for example, I think it's like maybe a base three million, and then if RB Leipzig win the Champions League, you get more money. You know what I mean? It's like that type of thing. I think seven million is the top, mm-hmm. and three million is out. Either way. It doesn't fucking matter. It's a great deal because you know the, you don't know what the market's going to be like. And it, look, the market could crash, and it could could be well over. But it's not likely to crash. It's likely to keep on going up and up and up and up and up. And you know we've paid. All right, admittedly, it's just the release clause plus three million quid. But essentially, I'll be like, I've spent almost twenty million quid for a season-long loan of a player. Yeah. Yeah. Tells you how good he is. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. Because they've turned down twenty million quid yeah. more than what yeah. we're offering yeah. right now to Absolutely. keep him for one year. Yeah, he's their player, of course he is. But essentially, it's just a now season-long loan that they've paid twenty million quid for. He must be fucking boss. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, you don't pay twenty million for a loan deal. No, no, for it's, one year. It's true. It's true. Unless he's boss. So I asked the question. Um, Forsberg next year, by the way. Sure. Um, the, I asked the question on Twitter because I, 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 it was late and I, and I realised the stupidity. But I, I, I don't know if you saw the tweet, so you might have the answer. But you, when was the last time Liverpool did something like this? Uh, like I, I did see the tweet. I think I don't know when the last time was. Right? Think of because like, I, I was like, is it Latalech Pongal? I remember Baros being at one that was done in was done in the future. Um, it's not exactly the same, but the answer is Divock <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we, we, we yeah yeah. I was so, like, yeah. I'm racking my brain. I can't think. Was, is this the longest spell between Liverpool agreeing to buy a player and, and play for Liverpool? And so it was like Divacarigi, and I was like, oh my god, that was like two years ago. <laughs> of course, it's Divacarigi. Fucking hell. Well, what happened with Grealish? Was something similar? Similar, but that was like the January we signed him, wasn't it? We loaned him back for the rest of the season, so he come in, he come in. Whereas we signed. After the was it the World Cup? Actually, I think one of the players that we've done this with it still isn't still isn't with us. Alan de Rodriguez. Ah, yeah. That, that you know he's still our player, but he's never played a yeah, fucking thing, yeah. and that's been going on now. He's still looking for a club now. He's you know he's still not got the work permits. He's still not got a loan offer. Like that's amazing, isn't so it? Actually, imagine yeah, if imagine if that happens there, and he's amazing. Yeah. Just comes in, you know that's got all the hallmarks of like a could. Big one, I mean, he makes his debut for Liverpool in two years' time, and it's like against Man United, and he scores the fucking winner. And I was like, Who is this kid? It's like, like years, he's just very, very Brazilian, <laughs> very Brazilian. Uh, he's not Nike Brazilian, which means part Italian, um, for just for commercial purposes and nothing else. Um, so yeah, uh, so we got a, we have apparently we've got a few, a few different examples of this, but yeah, it's an amazing set of circumstances. I got. We've got um, DJ Selector Skills, who obviously listens to the, good well, friend, good uh, listens to the podcast and comes on the show. Uh, very vocal on FSG House has now just tweeted, this happens, I'm going drinking, and I'll tweet the owners, this is sex, and this is a squad. And he's put a team out with Mignolet, Arnold, Matip, Van Dijk, Robertson, Keita, Coutinho, Lamar, Salah, Firmino, Mane. That could be 
our starting lineup next season, couldn't it? Uh, we've got a little bit, a little bit of work to do. Like, that's yeah. cool. like that, I'll, I'll, you know what? That, I'll, big, I'll, up, big, big respect to him because all he said all along is that he wants Liverpool to sh- and Liverpool's owners to show ambition. Yeah. And that is, you know what? Fair, you know, I disagree a lot, a lot with the FSG out brigade. Or it feels bad calling them a brigade. I'm sure they don't. They don't have meetings and and set little. They absolutely don't and, have meetings. And, and, you know, marching bands and stuff. They probably do have the marching bands. They have the occasional playing banner and a hashtag, Chris. So, <laughs> well, okay, that would be. Let's just call them the FSG outers gang, gang, gang of. <laughs> Insert word here. So, um, but you know what? It, it takes it takes a lot when you've said one thing for so long to so then stand up and go. Actually, you exactly. know what? They show me the fucking. That, they show me what I wanted, yeah. and I'm happy to fucking. That takes. That does take. That does take bollocks. Now, like, I've always been, I've always said the same. We, we are very much the same. I live to be proved wrong. I don't like. You know, I don't like being wrong of things that what it means when, when something is loads worse than I think it is because it just means things are loads worse. Why would that be a good thing? Um, but the thing is, and again, it's not nothing is conclusive on it. But it's why it's the, the it's the lack of patience and looks. As I say, it's still not done because getting cases done is a good bit of business. Salah's proved to be a great bit of business, and I think I think Robertson and Solanke will prove to be very solid pieces of business as well. We just do need to get one or two. We just just we need to get one big expensive signing in. Let's just go and break the transfer record for the centre back Paul and we'll be laughing. Exactly. That or what or whatever. As long as you know, we smash our transfer record. We've we've broken our transfer record twice already this summer. I think I predicted two or three times I thought we were gonna I think we all said three times but we weren't sure on the order where yeah. and as it turns out we actually looks like we're gonna do it in all improper you know, in proper proper order, um, but I get it because look, right here right now we're recording on Tuesday. The transfer window shuts on th- on Thursday night. Um, if no one else comes in, then I think some of the doubts will st- will still remain because the the one the one spectre that's still hanging over uh, this in terms of the ambition, in terms of uh, transfer spend and recruitment and all that kind of stuff, is the arg- the remaining argument that I can see is they've just deliberately tried to bid for players who they knew they couldn't get which I'm sorry I'm so sorry because I get criticised for being occasionally for being condescending or arrogant and I'm not I'm occasionally condescending that's fine but I don't you are also arrogant but it I'm just supremely I'm just supremely (laughs) confident Um, but the thing is why I just no it's just you don't do that you don't just fucking bid on a fucking you don't bid on a fucking like you, that you're not gonna get that you know you're not gonna get. Go on, Chris, tell the eBay story. I do do that. I thought everybody did that on eBay. So right, just to, just to clarify, right, we're about to reveal, we're about to lift the curtain back and reveal what a horrible human being Chris Pajak is. Don't outbid me on eBay. Is the is the moral of the story? And why should people not outbid you on eBay? Because I just drive the price up. <laughs> I do it all the time. I have a price in my head of what I want to go to. And if you beat me, I'll just go click, click, one more, one more, one more, one more. So I added like 50 quid onto an intensity shuttle for some guy the other day because uh, I wanted that and he outbid me. I ended up with a, mo- uh, I ended up with a really cool bike, um, spending 80 quid more than I, and I wanted cause just to drive the price up on that a couple of years ago. Uh, it was still it was still a bargain at 3.30. It was a you know an 800 pound bike, but you know I couldn't afford it. Um, so there are people out there that do this part so is what I'm trying to say yeah, no, I want to know actually because Chris said this like everyone does that on eBay right and, <laughs> and, and, and me and Tom were looking going what 
What? So yeah, just to clarify, when Chris loses a, a, a bid or, or, or goes beyond a, a, a price goes beyond his limit on eBay, he deliberately makes it more expensive for the person who's beaten him. I didn't know that was a bad thing. I genuinely thought that that's fine and that's what everybody does. Ask your mum. No. Speak to your mum about this and see what she says. Speak to your mum. If your mum thinks it's fine, then maybe I need to sit down with your mum and have a chat with her as well. I don't think my mum would think it's fine. I think my dad would be okay with it. (laughs) I'll maybe speak to my dad. It's one of them where you've got to pick a parent and I'm picking my dad on this one, Paul. But here's the thing. All joking aside, and I say it's not funny. That's not funny. That's really, that's a really, funny to me. That's a really cruel thing to do to people. Oh, screw him. Okay. Um, But the, you st- here's the thing to bring you it back see, if you see page act 2000 and I won't give you the year um, bidding on something you need to watch out um, here's the thing that is different to what we're talking about it's funnier but it's different because you you could have got that there was a you know someone else has ended up getting it getting getting that thing so it's not the same because the argument is that Liverpool are bidding on players that are comp- that, that are not for sale that's the same as that, that's like <coughs> finding someone else who owns an intensity shuttle or that bike and in the street or emailing them out of the blue and saying can I have it for this amount of money and they go you fucking weird don't go away you know the, the, the fact that it's on eBay means it's defo for sale is the point and so it, 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 again it might be one of the it's the biggest revelation of so what are we up to now? 17 years of friendship. That was the biggest revelation really? I've had about your character. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't know I was a sociopath before today. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, but no, so the point, the point, and that, that, the, 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 the one remain inspected, I think, that, that looms over the question marks. There'll, there'll still be question marks. There always will, because there's still elements of the club where Liverpool are doing silly things, you know, in terms of, like, gouging in, air, in different areas, and, and there's still tickets, and there's still all these other issues that are not perfect at Liverpool but then I think that's true of all football clubs but um, that is the one remaining thing and it baffles me that people think like this they might be right they might be but I would choose to think that it's conspiracy theory bollocks that Liverpool are trying to bid on players that they know they can't get for PR purposes I don't think Liverpool give a shit about what the fans think yeah ultimately I, yeah. I, I just don't for better or for worse for, for worse probably yeah um, I just don't think they go about the business and consider what will the fans think as we're moving through this I, I just don't think it, it matters to them I yeah. think what they're bothered about is making Liverpool successful and, and that that might be winning trophies or it might be making them a better business mm-hmm. and, and making more money ultimately their focus is on making Liverpool more successful this and is, and yeah. going in for players that aren't for sale doesn't achieve any of those motives yeah. it doesn't make us more profitable no so why would they do that yeah. it doesn't make us win trophies so why would they do that what, what reason could you give me that they think other than PR that that would be a good thing to do if they if they are pure business driven as we know they are and it's a different it's a thing it's a conversation it's a notion you brought into my head when we started we did start running this as a, as a you know the business side of, of, of production um, why would a purely business driven entity that only exists to make money and to cut costs and do that why would they waste the man hours on something that, would, that was never going to yield results, you wouldn't spend the money on the people required to put in fake bids because yeah. you you you're basically setting fire to money yeah. by, by doing that effectively. Even if it was like 
hundreds of only hundreds of quid, which it would maybe many thousands of quid to fucking make this make this a thing. It doesn't make it doesn't it doesn't scam with me that. And that's the thing about this is that all I, I did the FS regarding FSG out video on 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 my YouTube channel a few oh God, a while ago now a few weeks anyway, and. Um, I can understand all the things that have led, there's loads of mistakes that have happened that have led up to where we are today, which I don't think can be totally written off or ignored regardless. Um, but I think this, the problem is, I'll give you an example I was thinking about this yesterday, it's a slight tangent, but you know, you know I'm good for it, Chris, is let's use video production as an example. Let's compare it to Liverpool's transfer market this season. So I told my wife that I'd be, I'd be finished at six o'clock yesterday. Um, and I had every intention. There was I had a podcast to record with Steve Housen, which is dead good, by the way. Um, and and I was going to leave as soon as that was finished, and I'd and I'd be done and home. And this happens, but this is the thing that happens in video production all the time. What happens? Fifteen minutes into it, the camera. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Crashes and all the footage is lost, so you start again, and then ultimately, it's half six when I'm finished, and I've got to explain why, when I, but the thing is, that's not just me doing it once, that happens to me all the time, mm. now if you didn't have an understanding of the inner workings of how my job works, you'd think I was taking the piss and sat in work with my feet up, fucking going, I can't be asked going home, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to sit in here, and I think that's, that's kind of what happens to Liverpool this summer, is that if you've got an understanding of, if you, and if you believe in what they're, what they're doing, and you believe that they're telling the truth, then, they tried to, they've gone in for Virgil van Dijk and that's been fucked up by for whatever reason. And they've gone in with the genuine belief that they were getting they could get Naby Cated earlier on. And they were prepared to spend £140 million on these two players, say to for the here and now. But circumstances against the norm, against their control, against their belief have kind of conspired against them. And but in, instead of people going, Oh well, look, they they've they've legitimately made an effort to get that, that's not their fault. It's being lumped in with all the other stuff that's happened in the past, and people are going, "Well, it's them, it's them fucking things up." Whereas I believe, and I choose to believe because it's just the nature of my character, and it's the nature of the evidence that I see presented to myself that 
Liverpool haven't shown a lack of ambition this summer. Liverpool have shown an absolute shit ton of ambition, but circumstances more than ever this summer have kind of conspired against them to some extent because in a normal window, the bids that we've put in on players probably just get those players and there's not there's not a concern, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And listen, I think, you know, the fact that Jürgen Klopp is very open with he wants his top targets you know he doesn't want to move on to other targets it's probably why it's the first time we've ever seen anything happen like the Kaita deal like, listen you, you mentioned about the Origi stuff and, and there's, there's Pongol and Latalic and stuff like that nothing's happened like this before at Liverpool mm. we've not chased the guy for three months and been told no and gone well, we're going to get him next year. Yeah, this is this is the first time that that's ever happened because yeah. Jurgen Klopp wants that man. Yeah, and FSG are backing him, and they're not just backing. They've they've given him a what a six year contract or whatever, but they're actually now backing him in the transfer market to say that shit. Let's think about this one second, right? Naby Keita, we're going to spend let's say minimum fifty one million pounds on him. He's got a year of football. And yet we've put our eggs in that basket because Jürgen wants us to yeah. put those eggs in that basket. That's a fuckload of trust yeah. from FSG to give the manager. And it's a fuckload of trust in, in Naby Keita being a good footballer in yeah. a year time and not having a, a you know a, a completely terrible season yeah. and all that type of stuff. That's more trust that Liverpool have ever placed in a manager. Yeah. Ever. Well, this is it. That's, that, that's not them saying... Because you see it a lot. They get windy about backing managers, most football clubs, because anything could happen. <coughs> They're going, now this is good. This is going in the right direction. He's going to be here next year because he's got a contract. We believe he's going to see his contract out. We want him to be here for the length of his contract. So who cares? And that's the beauty of where we are. For me, this is the first time Liverpool have shown elite club mentality in as long as I can remember. This is the kind of thing that Barcelona do. And this is the kind of thing that Real Madrid do. In fact, they don't even they only have like gentlemen's agreements, don't they, in these yeah. kind of situations. We've just gone and gone, there's the fucking dough, get it, get it sorted. Um... And that's you know we want that player so much, and we are we've although Leipzig have done a good job of protecting their reputation and brand to, to the best of their abilities here, we've still shown there's a hierarchy there. Mm. We've even though they've tried to kind of make it look like they're on the same level as us or whatever, effectively we've still ended up looking like the bigger, looking like the bigger. Absolutely, more and we are, yeah. we are. Ultimately, yeah. that's exactly. what it comes down to. And now players will be looking at this going. But yeah, and they'll be keeping their eye on Naby Keita and Liverpool fans will be keeping their eye on Naby Keita and he's tearing up the Bundesliga already this season. And looking going, and he's signing for Liverpool next season. They've just signed Lamar and Van Dijk there at the end of that transfer window. Look what they've done there. Like, um, It's amazing, Paul. It's, it's a massive show of ambition, massive show of trust from FSG and a massive massive show of strength as well. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think it just remains that. And it, it shouldn't count on all this, but I, 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 but it, I think I still think we are still, I think we're still another person nor maybe too shy in terms of squad depth if we're able to do that and I don't like I just don't like the hang on Monaco have agreed a, f a deal for Keita Balde Diaw which now means that they <laughs> yeah which means that basically Lamar's on Paul sure. Lamar's on go ahead absolutely uh, but that's the thing I think just getting something like that that done I'm not I'm not I'm still I still remain Skeptical about the whole let's spend big money on 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 stuff or whatever. But if we're gonna do it, let's do it and let let's embrace it. But it would if Liverpool just go out and do something like that, that would just be massive for me. Because again, that's that's what it is. Is that we need to just shut up and get on with this stuff. You just only got to look at Arsenal and you only got to look how they're being treated and and the, and the way that football club's direction that football club's going. And that's why I, I think we lack a bit of context sometimes because we're so buried in Liverpool or. 
people find context to suit narratives. Um, and I, I, I just, I, that's why I've never been able to fully buy into it. Even though I've looked at it and, I, and, I, and I've been more considerate of the of, of other others' opinions, I think on this, I've, I've, I've delved a bit more into it this summer than I would have done in previous years, just because I, you know, I've seen a lot of people asking me about it, a lot of people talking about, it, a lot of people accusing me of things that aren't true about about it. That I have made, I've made a conscious effort, but I can't, I just can't wholesale buy into it because, and maybe it's just because I like to take people at face value. I like to be, I like to be a believer. Um, I just think. Liverpool are just set up really fine and really nicely at the moment, and it's maybe it's just that thing of I see the I see a bit more of the bigger picture, and I I don't know, and none of us will know what FSG's long term plans are. Whether they ten years they'll still be the owners of Liverpool, and whether we will have had had sufficient consistent ambition to become a top club in that time, no one no one can know that. It's not possible to know, but I still look at I still look at Anfield. And I'm I'm delighted that we're at Anfield. I look at the main stand and I think it's an absolute fucking marvel of an achievement. I look at the regeneration of the area around the stadium and people can say these are not important things. These are massively important things. Not making Liverpool a fucking destination again and making us feel like a, again, making us feel like an elite football club. I felt like that when I walked in against Leicester last season for the first time, seeing that main stand packed full of people, 53,000 people at Anfield for the first time or whatever. And I went, fuck me. Yeah, we've taken a massive step forward here, and so I feel like I just feel like everything's going right, and it's not perfect. Not everything's going right. There's loads of little niggles, and there's things that are getting wrong, and blah blah blah. Because inevitably, massive businesses fuck things up on a daily basis because they do because they're massive. But the football's good, the management's good, the players are good. We've got a great crop of young players. We've got the fucking stadiums as the best it's ever looked. The area is the best. It's just see some trophies now, Paul. Exactly, and and but I feel like we're. I don't. I don't feel like we're, we're miles away from that. I don't feel like again. Like look at Arsenal and the Emirates. They've got that infrastructure there. They've got all that, and yet the footballs. They've they've got it wrong on the pitch. They've got it wrong in recruitment. They've got it wrong at a management level. They've got it completely wrong at an ownership level. The structure of power in that football club is completely wrong as well. And there's a football club that we've we've been on the coattails of for five years. So I, 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 I'm upbeat about it, nevertheless. Uh, and I think everyone, I think everyone else should be, but if they choose not to be, then that's their cross to bear. Fuck them. Fuck them. Um, so let's move on. Um, I, so yeah, you, you messaged me about this last night, um, this idea for your, your I just think the theory for the transfer I think market. the transfer window should be three days and three nights, so 72 hours long, essentially. Okay. And I want to make it work so that we can present it to the FA, Paul. Okay. Um, so my, 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 my point kind of has obviously come to, come to fruition from the fact that it's just been a bit mental over the last 24 mm-hmm. hours. Like, I'm, I'm brilliant as a I'm brilliant and I'm brilliant and mental. I, I love mental stuff anyway, so it kind of goes hand in hand with me. But I just think that we could, that we could make this work because the transfer window is dog shit until the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. So why not just make everybody sit down in one fucking ginormous room with stands like the food festival? Make it Sefton Park if you want. Okay. If you can guarantee a nice sunny day or something like that. Or, but you know, may, maybe don't. Maybe don't guarantee it's a sunny day. Maybe maybe <laughs> let it rain and watch directors of football running from one uh, tent to another to try and get over to Real Madrid and stuff. So I've got a few little rules and regs that I want to throw in first and foremost. One was provided to me on Twitter. Apologies, I haven't got the tweet up, so I don't know your name and stuff. But they said that, you know, to make this work, 
buyout clauses need to be compulsory. Yeah, I've got. I think at, that's cool. Let me see if I can find. It. I've got the. I've got the your tweet up here. Um, yeah, I agree. I think this. I mean, I don't. I don't want this to happen in any way, shape, or form. But let let's 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 roll with it while we can. And I think that the. Um, I I like I just like like the the speed dating equivalent of a transfer market. I think is a phenomenal idea. There should be a, a whistle or a gong. Um, maybe get the guy from the referee from Gladiators. Yeah. Okay. Ready. Yeah. Yeah. yeah On my first whistle, <laughs> yeah. agents. Ready. And then, yeah. And then well, the... I kind of saw it as a bit more like when the gladiatorial combat. No, when oh, what's the, when when the market opens in like London or New York or something like oh, that. The stock exchange. The stock exchange, and then <laughs> the, the clock strikes, and everyone just goes. It's just a whale and a bit like a, black, a bit like Black Friday and Tesco. Yeah, that'll like. do. Yeah, exactly. This is people thing. running out with like Raheem Sterling over the shoulder, <laughs> kicking children in the face. Like, yeah, absolutely. So what I think one of the rules that you've got to put through is, and I started out with cash only, right? cash only business. So, okay. so you've got to have that money to be able to go over and buy the players. So there's no back, well, I'm going to do a deal with you and then I'm going to go deal, and that deal falls through and this deal falls through. It's cash only or you've got 45 minutes to show funds. So essentially now you can do your back behind the scenes deals uh-huh. but you've got to get that money over to the other guy in 45 fucking minutes oh, I like the idea of like maybe you've got three briefcases like a, like a deal or no deal kind of situation right. and like once one's got 50 million in one's got 20 million in and one's got 50p and you go like you go to some, you go to your 15 million targets and you go to the club and you go well, Swansea listen which case would you like 50. Take your take take your pick, take your pick, and they might pick the fifty p. And you're like fucking good in, yeah. I, so there's a story. Um, a friend of mine used to work as a, as a secretary for Rotherham United, and um, on the transfer deadline day, it was just fucking mental, like faxing stuff and running round and uh, the fax not being on site and all that. I like the idea. No faxes. No faxes. No need for them. But I like the idea that every club's got will have one can have like one designated runner. Uh, and that you maybe have them limbering up, you know, ready to go, and they get a call, they get a buzz, like you know, like when you when you're waiting for a table and Frankie and Benny's, yeah, and you've got a little yeah, thing yeah. that buzzes in your pocket. Bzz, I'm on, and then they've got to run and they get they get their instructions. But again, maybe a bit challenge Annika with a headset. Yeah, I like that. And they're and they're being told, right, get a mon- get a table, Monaco, get a table, Monaco. Which way is it? Which way am I going? Take a left, take a left. Yeah, and then they get there and they've got to pick. Oh, Chris, this is just getting better and better. By so the we second. need to, we need live coverage of this event, of obviously. I mean, I want like a, a helicopter cam over the top of the whole, or a blimp, the Goodyear blimp over the top to get the full. Should we place it in a maze? And so a massive, massive maze and have stalls down different things. And so they're running out of time and they're, and they're like, it's right here. And they turn right and it's just bushes and they, they, they don't know where to go. I just love it. I just love And you've just got, um, oh, what was the name of that? What was the name of that centre forward who was driving around the car park? Back in the day, in the upset, or Peter Adam Wingy, yeah. he's just lost in the maze. <laughs> he's just lost in the maze. Can you have been here for years? Can you help me get out? He's trying to climb. He's, he's got no fingernails left. He's trying to dig a hole through the wall to Very get good. himself free. Um, yeah, I, I, there, was a, there was an old um, uh, WCW pay per view, I think, or maybe there was just a, it was just a fight on it on it on it on, on a Nitro episode, and it was in a junkyard, and it was like the worst thing they ever did. But it it was it was it was literally in a junkyard, and he created a circle of old cars, and there were fire bins and all that kind of stuff, and it was just. They had a helicopter going overhead with searchlights, and I can't. I do. I like the. I like a. I like a free for all. They 
nature of all this. Um, the more disciplined and organised it is, I think the less interesting it's going to be, Chris. What about then if we made every club had to, had to put a compulsory, a, a guy in there by order, one first teamer for like some kind of a Royal Rumble? So 20 teams from the Premier League each put one player in. You, you have to do that every year. You have to put in, you have to be a first team. Like, okay. So you might... What happens with... What, you what, have to have a minimum of 10 games starts during the Premier League season so that, you know, like Liverpool might have walked the league, for example, and then be like, shit, we, we need to get rid of somebody. We're going to put we're going to put time in mini lane goal for the last 10 games of the season okay. such that he can be classed as a first teamer okay. and he can be put into that free for all. What's the outcome of the free for all? People die. Right. <laughs> okay. This is again when you said no that, to the gladiatorial no, combat. I, I think I know I think and I've not I've not fully formulated this. The winner picks his club. The Come winner on. picks his club. Okay. Sad, okay. I, and second picks his club. 20th obviously only has one one person to go to. What about like Pink slip style competitions, okay. a la Need for Speed Most Wanted. Okay. So you pit players against players, and then for for, the, for their pink slip for their contracts, effectively. So Sterling v Sanchez. So you put your most skillful player into this competition, and everyone he beats, you win that player. I like that better. I mean, there's less death. Well, yeah, there's far death. less. There's al- there's almost a hundred percent less death, uh, not necessarily hundred percent less chance of death, but hundred percent likely less death. Um, and that's just a, a little something. If, if you know, if there's a, an hour or two where it's dipping, well, this the transactivity you can just go to that. This solves all of Barcelona's problems straight off, because you just put Messi up against. In, into that competition, that's how they fix their their the Neymar holes. Is that you do your pink slip, your pink slip challenges. You just put Messi in there, aren't you? But then again, he comes up against Cristiano Ronaldo, and then and it's in. fucking on, Chris. Ronaldo beats him, and Messi goes to Real Madrid. Mate, we've solved the transfer window. Is that not? I mean, and you've just got fucking Jim White and Natalie Sawyer just fucking Sawyer. bashing each other out. Sawyer's got a cock now. Well, no, she's got a hand. <laughs> Um, but you can still bash one out if you haven't got a car. You definitely did the actions uh, for a proper wank, and you were saying her name at the she's time. Maybe got a very long. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but the, I've been really rude to her on a few videos lately. It's not. She's, I'm sure she's a lovely woman. Um, but no, this is the thing. So we, we've now invented a world where it's just. De- let's be honest, Chris. Deadline Day was getting boring, and we tried. We tried our best to make Deadline Day more interesting with some of our shows. We had people in wrestler masks running through car parks and what have you. I think there needs to be, but I think we. I just genuinely think we were onto something, yeah, um, and I just think football needs to embrace this. It needs to make the football transfer window loads more interesting, loads more exciting. Because even though none of these features have come in, <coughs> the last. 24 hours and I, I, I would suspect the last 72 hours of this transfer window will be the most exciting 72, 72 hours of any transfer window ever um, and that's without pink slip Royal Rumbles you know shark pits yeah, um, the mazes you know uh, helicopter cams and, and all that so um, Sky if you're listening and I know that you are I, I don't they I don't. do the transfer window. I think it's the FA. We need to no, but they to. do it. Don't they do the, the pomp and circumstance around it. They have more power. Don't 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 delude yourself, Chris. Okay. Sky are the real masters of the transfer okay. window. Um, but no, I. Um, uh, but here's the thing, though. No, think about next season. The conspiracy theory. Exactly. Think about next season if they do because it's being discussed in September, isn't it? Apparently, the uh, the next AGM or whatever the fuck it is for the for the for the for the league about moving the transfer window deadline before to the week the before the, to the week before the season starts. How 
how good I just think that would be fucking brilliant because yeah it's not going to have again it's not going to have the gladiatorial style rumbles that ours would have but that's when it should be done that's when it should be ex- it, it, summer is about that if you can just make that a bit more exciting and then it finishes and then we can get on with the footy brilliant that last week of the summer is going before the season starts when things are at its most hyped anyway you ramp up that hype I am I am all in all in yeah on that. I, I I must admit I can see it both ways to be honest I think you know generally speaking I I would want it over before the summer but you can have good years and you can have bad years you know what I mean and for example now you know I don't know Adam Lallana gets injured the first game of the season, he's out for six months and you can't do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Like, But equally, he gets injured a month into the season. I know, but, I know but it's something, I don't know, it's just, I do want it, I, I would rather it be played out like that. I think you're right, summer is for that type of stuff, but um, equally it does make it a little bit exciting. I think, you, I think your well. head's been like, turned by the last listen, 24 hours. Maybe yeah. it has and that's fine. Like, <laughs> I think I've always said I'd rather it be uh, before the summer and stuff, but yeah, does it take something away sometimes? It, it might do. It might take some excitement away. You know, we wouldn't have videos like Arsenal fan TVs four days to save our season, three games into the season. Um, if the transfer window was shut, would we? Yeah. I suppose that video would be our season's over, it's three games in. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I, I, at the minute, I'm enjoying the, the the non-stop action thrill ride that is Liverpool just buying players. Let's just have that. I don't think ultimately <laughs> do that, one player was so confident. I know, yeah, so confident. absolutely. Uh, so a few questions then before we wrap up. Stephen Drury, Stephen underscore Drury. Uh, shall I streak when we sign Virgil Van Dijk? Yes, I agree. Please do, and um, film it. Film it, but from if you have to film it from, from the front. Behind, really, yeah. We'll okay. do it. Go ahead. If you're going to do it, do it. Um, Michael Edwards FC, brilliant, um, who's actually at Adam LFC 88, is Nabi Keita the Coutinho replacement for next summer? No, Nabi Keita is the replacement for what we, who we wanted this summer, which was Nabi Keita. Okay. Uh, it, we've said this before, haven't we, though? That, uh, I've seen a few people saying this, like, all we've not. All he's done is he's just replacing Emery Chan next year, or he's just replacing Phil Coutinho next year. And maybe because what I'd said about the Coutinho stuff is, there's no point in Coutinho will probably go next summer, yeah. probably, and that's fine. Um, you don't want to be having 120 million pounds drop in and then having to spend it in the same window. So it makes sense that we go and do this now. That that's why for me, like the Lamar thing makes sense now. I think maybe that's that Next move if I'm business. honest because I think we would maybe I, I think I don't think we'd have moved for Lamar I think we'd have kept um, whether it's Harry Wilson or it's Ojo or it's Ryan Kent but I just think there's probably uh, there's probably only so many players you can legitimately give game time to and we've gone let's just go and get Lamar now bed him in for a year and then Coutinho can go because we said this last year with the Pulisic thing we knew Coutinho the writing was on the wall because Coutinho was boss and he's not he's not Scouse, so inevitably he's going to move on. So I, I again, I, I, whoever whomever it is, I I hope that we are buying Coutinho's replacement this summer rather than next summer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really interesting point about maybe bringing Lamar forward a year. Um, I'd not considered that to be honest. I think that's yeah, that's a good shout. Okay, uh, and finally, uh, Connor, who's Robinson sixteen, Chinese or pizza takeaway. 
depends what you do in that evening, I suppose. Like, <laughs> do tell. I've not really thought this one through. It's just, it's, <laughs> Chris, it's, where does that stop you before? Just like, if you want to like maybe watch a film or something, it's much easier to eat a pizza and watch a film, isn't it? You know what I mean? Whereas if, you, if you're sitting down at a table and a Chinese or whatever is easy. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you so all like... <laughs> um, I mean, I can tell you what to have. Go on, go on what, you're for, what are you having for your Chinese? I'm having Singapore vermicelli noodles from the Chung Koo. Uh, I'm having beef satay with fried rice from Taste Good. It's not, it's not too far out my way. It's about three miles, unfortunately. <laughs> but the meals, the meals are fantastic from the Taste Good. And if I want like um, some dim sum and stuff, I'm getting them from the Chung Koo as well. So I have to time it because Taste Good takes about twenty minutes. So I have to go there. And then while I'm waiting for Taste Good to finish off my meals, I then order in my dim sum and my, um, and my Singapore vermicelli noodles from Chung Koo. So then I go to the Chung Koo and then I'm just five minutes away from ours. Like, Fantastic. Sounds. You can't just... Listen, you've got to go where the food's right. What's you know your what takeaway I mean? pizza of choice? Oh, well, we had a... First of all, it's Pizza Hut. Not a Domino's fan. Really? Yeah, I'm a Pizza Hut delivery kind pizza of a guy. Like, gives me the shit. Like, yeah, it's fine for me. Like, um, I say that, but I've had the shit this week. And I had pizza <laughs> last week. And the, when we went to the, last time we went to pizza, that we had the shit afterwards. Like, yeah. um, I like the cheesy bites first of all. And so that's only a large pizza. Not Papa John's. Um, no, I know I went off Papa John's years ago. I used to like. Remember what? No, was it Perfect Pizza that was where Papa John's was on Allerton Road or Pizza? Perfect, I can't remember. Before it was Papa John's, they did a good hoisin and duck pizza back the, back in the day. Like it was, I think it was, I think it was eight ninety nine for a large, but you had to go and pick it up. Me and Steve Pat used to do that regularly. Yeah, good days. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like pepperoni. American hot is my favourite pizza. I suppose. Sure. If I'm going it's Domino's, what I'm going to do it, and it's there's like I think it's called Meteor. It's one of the meaty ones, and it's like barbecue base, meatballs, spicy beef, <coughs> spicy chicken, blah blah blah. Decent, sorted, decent. Other than that, it's not really. Uh, um, it's it's more chippy Chinese, if anything else. And you like your Chinese sp- chicken curry. Spe- well, yeah, but special fried special fried rice. On Question again. for yeah, because obviously my phone is an Android, so when I've put in, wow, um, that sounds loads more impressive than it is. When I've put in our accounts and stuff like the Redmen TVs, Gmail accounts, and all that type of stuff, I've picked up your um, contact list. Based on the Redmen TV, so the first like day I got got your phone, I rang your mum because it's just called Mum in my phone. Amazing! Right? So I had to change that to like a net and stuff like that. And one of the things that I noticed that you've got on here is two contacts for the Dovecot Fish and Chip Shop. <laughs> this is the same, and they're, they're exactly the same. I, I've always wanted to ask you how often do you use them? <laughs> that you've what? got them saved. No, it is the thing. I use them so often that it's a massive confusion when they both come up when I type Harry's in. <laughs> Because um, I think one's called Harry's Dovecot and one's called Harry's Fish Bar Dovecot, I think. I mean, I, I, I'll, 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 is that what it is? It's the H, is it? I, I couldn't so. find it when I looked at Dovecot then. I think so. Let me see if I can find it. Harry's Fish Bar and Harry's Fish Bar Dovecot. Yeah. They are both the same number, though. Yeah, 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 they are. Um, it's one of those things. This is this Doesn't seem that confusing. Well, Harry's Fish Bar... No, no, no. Oh, well, you can. That, but that's the point, is that there's two. There's effectively two answers for the same for the same question. But the this is what's, this is the problem with mo- modern mobile phones and linking things to email accounts, is that I have got a bazillion contacts on my phone of all kinds of origins and weirdness and all that kind of stuff, where things have combined and things have separated. So that's probably... What's probably happened is that's over two phones, 
where I've put it into one phone that didn't have it and then I've updated it and then it's come back. Yeah, it's, is it's it a good fish and chip shop? Is it worth it's giving Harry's them a call? Ama- Harry's is amazing. Yeah, next time, I, next time I'm thinking about it, I'll, I'll get it up. It's not too far out your way either, is it, to be fair, down to ours? Like, so no, it's, it's uh, yeah. Is it the one that's on the corner? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a decent fish by the, shop. By, right. the, um, by the post office. Yeah, yeah. Tremendous. Special fried rice. number twice. Special fried rice, no prawns. Yeah, obviously. I'm exactly the same with me, Singapore vermicelli. And she just can't trust the Chinese. Sweet and sour sauce. Fish and chip shop to keep prawns fresh. Just, that was a clever addition of words there, Chris, because you basically just said you can't trust an entire entire country. That's of not people. at all what I meant. <laughs> you can't trust the Chinese fish and chip shop on the corner of ours there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You can't trust the Indian takeaway on ours. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, no, Harry's just top, Harry's just top quality. And uh, what's funny is that it just feels the ages of kids, the, the son of the, the, in fact, the, the, the kids of the owner there both go to blue coats right. so they're now the, the, the kids who Same work in the local tribute, good, really yeah 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 amazing yeah. the kids who work there are, are now being taught by people that we went to school with and the school that we went to Madness. she's just dead makes us dead old anyway we'll wrap that up thanks very much to everyone who's listening I, 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 for those of you stuck through and apologies to your mum for ringing her because you know she's in my phone as mum she loves it really like um I feel like I need to ring Brenda now just to make sure she doesn't feel left out. Yeah, if you want, it's fine. You know the number. It's all right. Um, Boss, thanks very much for listening. Thanks very much for watching. If you want more podcasts, we do five podcasts a week on the redmentv.com. It's (coughs) it's merely a cough away. Uh, It's five pounds a month. You get all that stuff. You get a whole host of extra video content, interviews, etc. There's an interview I did with Stephen Gerrard on there uh, a week or two ago at BC Sport HQ where he talks about what he's going to be doing. They were. It was good. It was very interesting, and it was a bit of the the, the, the private life of Stephen Gerrard and stuff, which you won't get anywhere else. So that was really good. Uh, so yes, thanks for listening. More Red Men podcasty goodness coming your way with the Uncensored Match Build Up Show um, in a week's time because <laughs> there's no match this weekend. Uh, but that's always there. You just roll but, with your normal outro, did you? Thanks for listening. No, hello, hello. It's comments below. Indeed. Uh, thanks for thanks for listening. Walk out.